Hi everyone, happy new year. Today is a great day. Today we're talking about the enemy, Satan's number one target he goes after. And, and, and once again, Lisa tells me as far as where to look at the camera. It's over here, friends. So if you look straight, that's fine. That, that's fine. That's where it's going to be, wherever I look. Okay. Okay, great. Let me explain how this topic surfaced, how, how it came about. You know, Satan's number one target, as Lisa just said. Last week, Sally... My director, wife, hi, Mom. Director. She's right over there. We want to hear you. Is that... Okay, good. We were doing something I enjoy a great deal, is that uh, we get... We, we were reading uh, Galatians, and what we do is that we both uh, have the same translation of the Bible, and she'll read a paragraph or two, then I'll read a paragraph or two. We go back and forth, and we read all uh, six chapters of Galatians. Well, while we were doing that, there were certain points in there that kind of struck my attention and I said that uh, when I get back to my house since uh, Sally is with uh, Lisa here when I get back to my house I'm gonna kind of look them up well I did I went to the uh, uh, a translation uh, that I've got at home called the modern English version and I looked at that looked at Galatians I looked at that those particular chapters as far as where I had had the points I wanted to look at but in the process of doing that, I noticed that there were a few articles, or what I call commentaries, that Kenneth Copeland has written himself. And uh, I was going to, I won't be honest, I was going to breeze through and wasn't going to do it. But I was prompted to read it. And uh, I ended up reading two. And that's what, that's what brought about as far as the topic here today. And I'm going to tell you, you, you listen real closely to this today mm -hmm. because uh, almost all of this I got from actually those two articles and then two other faith-to-faith -faith, uh, broadcasts that were done sometime. And, uh, but, but you're going to hear the heartbeat of success in mm -hmm. and, and, and the kingdom of God. So... We're going to start off with uh, with one with with a, uh, a scripture, and I'm going to let Lisa read that. And it's very interesting. It's going to, it's going to lay the foundation for what we're going to talk about for the rest of, of the podcast here. Okay, so all the scriptures today that I'll be reading are from the <clears throat> New American Standard Bible, 1995, with the exception of the very end, and I'll tell you that what that is. All right, so the first scripture, Hosea 4 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. See, I like, oh. I like that translation. I, I, well, I'm I, glad that you approve. Praise I, God, I, I friends. Like, I like it a lot. Is that basically, as, you, as she just said, basically... My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, the lack of knowledge is getting in God's Word. And knowing Him. Being it consistently and develop a relationship with Jesus and fellowshiping with Him. That's really the ticket. Right. So if there's anything the devil can get, your eyes, if there's any time the devil can get your, your eyes away from the Word, he'll do it. He's constantly trying to upset the apple cart mm -hmm. of your life. He'll do anything he can to get you to concentrate hmm. on the realm of the physical senses, which we've talked about a lot, uh, physical senses like TV, natural, like TV, social media, 
newspaper, chores, whatever, just so, that you focus exclusively on that or primarily on that. That's his game plan is to get us off God's word and get us onto the natural things. Right. So um, his game plan is to do that and get us into the realm of the physical senses. And then he takes over. Okay, Because he's the God of that world system. Here's the scripture for you. Matthew 14, verses 22 through 31. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. Fourth watch, that's basically 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Oh, thanks. I didn't. Uh, he came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, listen to this very closely because a transition takes place right now. He's listening to Jesus' words, and, he, and he's starting to act on it. And Jesus said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. And came, he was looking at Jesus, and he came towards Jesus, walking on top of the water. But, his eyes moved, Seeing the wind, yep. he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, "Lord, save me!" He took he took his, his eyes, he took uh -huh. his vision off of Jesus and looked at natural. Let he, the let, natural rule him, right. and that's what. So then it says, immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, "You have little faith. Why did you doubt?" Okay, we've all heard. We need to develop our faith. We've heard that a zillion times. But hope is the blueprint of faith. Mm -hmm. It's the picture or vision of the thing God promised in his word. Without hope, faith has nothing to work with to bring the thing desired from the unseen realm right. into the seen realm of the five physical senses. Okay. Hope is the vision, the image. Hope, hope is the beginning of the whole cycle. Yes. It's the beginning of it. And you can call it imagination, call it dream, you can call it vision. But, but that's where, that's that's really, it, it, it's, and, and that's why in Genesis it says that nothing will be restrained from them that imagine to do so. In other words, if you've got a vision and imagination and it's come from God, and you focus on it, focus on it, speak about it, focus on it, tie the word into it. If you do that, will nothing come. will be, restrained means withheld. Nothing will be withheld for those that desire mm -hmm. to do so. so. So we get from that as far as hope being the starting point, and you got to have hope for the other things to work. However, without love... Faith and hope Don't even. won't work. They won't work. You're dead in the water. Literally, if yep. you don't, Can't. if you don't have love, love is the power charge behind faith. I mean, I heard that somebody's got to love this, love this, love this, and uh, uh, 
And it's so true. Because it's selfless. That's where the power yeah, is. And, you surrender. And see, God is love, which we'll talk about in a second. But but you got faith. I mean, hope and faith are neutral without without love. Okay. Uh, I like that. Love is the power charge behind faith. God is a person and has faith. But God is... He is love. God is love. Listen to this verse. It documents what I'm saying. I'm not making it up. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God. For God is love. So God is love. And we made Jesus the Lord of our life. This same force of love took up resonance in us. So how do we get faith to work? How do we get faith to work? First of all, when, when we're born again, we have the same measure of faith that Jesus had. Mm -hmm. That's Romans 12, 3. Same measure of faith. Now in Mark, it talks about have the God, I think it's Mark eleven twenty two. have the God kind of faith. Have God's faith. Or believe in his faith. Right? Have faith in God. In other words, it's agape faith. And agape what, love. Agape, well, agape love. And we'll talk about, let's talk about that in a second. Okay, so let, let's go with this verse. Of Galatians 5, 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but faith working through love. That's Galatians 5, 6. Strong, Correct. strong verse. Since God is love and God never fails, then God's unconditional agape love never fails. Yeah. So love never fails. Now, in, okay, in, in the process, in the process of loving people, as well, my eyes in the, in the process of loving people, we've got to make sure, as it talks about in Mark eleven twenty five, we've got to make sure that we have total unforgiveness. Total forgiveness. Well, so that we have yeah, no unforgiveness. Yeah, total forgiveness. And because if we don't, then therefore Locks. it doesn't work. Now, how do you know if you have total forgiveness? I'm going to give you a little clue. Is that if in the past you had a, uh, let's say you had a problem with me. If in the past you had a problem with me and uh, we reconciled it or you reconciled it or whatever. And you and you said, I forgive Roy. He's a clown. He didn't know what he's doing. Da, 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 da. Okay. But if my, if my, my face came up here or if you thought about me or my picture came up in your mind. And you still had those uneasy feelings about me, bing, bing, bing. You're not, and haven't really forgiven. And done. Right. It's not done. I had to learn that the hard me way too. so much. Is that it's not done. And how do you, how do you get, you, 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 how do you get over it? How do you know that you're over it? Is that, in my example, if my face pops up or you think about it, is that yeah, you don't go back to, the the previous feelings, the yucky feelings, feelings, right? You don't go back to it. You just 
you just kind of slide through. You're it. like praise the Lord for it, right? You just you just you just go, and that takes some time to do mm -hmm. in in order to do it. But okay. it's the most important thing because if we don't, it blocks everything. Everything. And very blocked. very right. frustrating. And and most people, I think it's a big a big problem with the body of Christ is because most people don't know that they have unforgiveness as far as to other people. I've forgiven them. I've repented. I've told them I'm sorry. But when it but comes up, they're when like, it, When it comes up, or they see or they see them walking down the street or in the mall or something, they turn their head and move over this way. Ding. It's not done. The easiest way is to face that head on and repent. And then, and then you've got to make sure you wipe it out forever. Yep. You know? All right. Since God is love and God never fails, then God's unconditional Agape love never fails. Read that twice. Here's the, here's the chat. What's agape love? Agape love means that there is no strings attached to it, and you're you're not you're not you're not trying to do something to get, get something. something back. Right. Uh, you're not being sweet to get yeah, something. Yeah. That's manipulation. That, that's that's agape love, and that's what Jesus did his whole life. Is that. Uh, yeah, because he knew Judas was going to uh, betray him, and he so loved him like a friend. And that's the best example right there. Exactly. He knew he knew Judas from the very beginning what was going to take place as far as him turning him over. And he didn't treat him different. He didn't treat him different at all. He he had agape love, and he demonstrated that big time for us to, to follow. All right, here's a checklist of God's kind of love that's residing in us, and this love never fails and it's in 1 Corinthians 13. So I wanted to draw your attention to our website, kingworldwide.com, and you can just go to the oh, resources, yeah. I remember that. the one sheet, and it has the three different translations. I'm going to read from the, it's called Weast, W-U-E-S-T. It's pronounced Weast when I just looked it up how to pronounce because I've been saying it wrong the whole time. And I was oh, just going to, no, that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even, isn't it French? I don't know. Weast. Anyway, point is, you can print that off on our website, but I was just going to read, uh, just the verse five. You said to pick a verse, right? Pick right. the verse. So whatever you want. I'm picking you can verse. Pick all, all fourteen of them. No, you want to. I'm picking verse five from the Weast translation. Love does not act unbecomingly. So I guess that would be like um, out of character or touchy. Love does not seek after the things which are its own. Love is not irritated. Mm. Love is not provoked. Love is not exasperated. Love is not aroused to anger. Love does not take into account. This is the one. For, love does not take into account the evil which is done to it. So you can acknowledge there's junk done to us, but it doesn't feel sorry for itself. I have to repent all the time. <laughs> like if you're not being done right, God knows. Love the person. And so you can print these off, and I think I might just start going through them again and read them out loud every yeah, day. You mentioned that because, see, there was one, one in each. There's three columns here. There's so three. it's three different translations. It's the Weast, Weast mirror, mirror, and Amplified. Amplified. And, and say, let's say, love pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Now, which one is that It in? would be five on this one. So that would be five in Weast, and then five would be five here is mirror. Mirror. So love is predictable and does not behave out of character. Love is not envious. Love is not spiteful and gets no mileage out of another's mistakes. Love has no sharp edges. And then a five on the Amplified. Will you read it? Well, that, that, you... that wasn't what I was trying to do. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> no, I had when, when 
when Lisa uh, created this sheet a long time ago, is that I looked at it and, and I'll you went through honest, a lot. I, well, here's what I did. I read it and read it and read it, but there's so many, there's so many verses. I said, well, what I'm going to do is that on each of these translations, I'm going to, I'm going to read the one that impacts me the most, and I'm looking for them for right now. For what you need. Well, what? Uh, let's see. Love is relentlessly patient, bears the offenses and injuries of others with kindness. Love. Uh, it's so good because you can read them all, and it just continues to. Well, obviously, I, I, haven't read it, I haven't read it recently, <laughs> or I would have noticed. Anyway, so. it's but good. But I'm going to go back to it. Love now. is powerful. But I had one of all three of those translations, and and I'd focus on each one of them. You know. I think that's how you got through some things. You said that you got over. Yeah, evidently. Okay, glory to God. See you soon. Have a great day.